Hi, this is Christy Bates of Oxford, Mississippi. Welcome to episode 105 of the Deep South Dharma podcast, being released Sunday, December 13th, 2020. I wanted to let you know that Deep South Dharma's two weekly offerings will continue throughout the holidays. That is our intention. We offer a 20-minute meditation, a live Zoom meditation, Wednesdays, 11.30 a.m., and then you can join us for a full hour for our Oxford practice group, which is has stretched far beyond Oxford um, during this time of being online and, and indefinitely. That happens Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Time. You're welcome to join either of those live on Zoom. The link, uh, the links, it's two different links, can be found at deepsouthdharma.org. And I also want to mention that if this happens to be your first encounter with this podcast, you will see that the Wednesday midweek meditations are also recorded and placed here on this podcast so that you can use them anytime. All right. Also, I want to let you know that as we move into 2021, I am going to move away from the weekly Sunday podcast. I will continue the Wednesdays every week, and I will still offer the Sunday releases at least once a month, possibly twice a month. But I have uh, over 100 episodes now of doing these on a weekly basis. And now I actually want to back up a little bit and um, and spend a little more time on each one. So I've you know sort of proven to myself that I uh, am willing to keep the commitment to get them out weekly, but now I want to um, shape them up a little bit more for you. And so they may be less frequent, at least for a while. So that's what's going on with this podcast. Um, hope this week's episode is useful to you, and I hope to see you sometime at one of our Zoom groups. Our topic this week is an introduction to skillful abandonment. Now, in Western culture, the word abandonment is so fraught for us. Um, we think in terms of, of childhood neglect or uh, abandonment, of dereliction of duty of some sort. But in, in the context of the Dharma, abandonment has to do with with the the deep, deep letting go of clinging to suffering. And the word abandonment, I've decided that I appreciate the strength of that word abandonment because um, the phrase letting go has this sort of, uh, you know, the, there's sort of this exhortation quality to it as if it's just something you can decide to do. And 
so much of what we cling to is being clung to at a level that is so deep that it feels like it's happening to us. The fact is it's not happening to us. The fact is at some deep level, we are, we are doing it, but it is not just a matter of deciding to let go. It's as if we have attached something attached to something behind closed doors, locked that door and thrown away the key. And so when we talk about skillful abandonment, we're talking about helping ourselves find the keys to set ourselves free again. Now, this whole topic, I'll just briefly mention this whole topic of skillful abandonment also falls into um, a slightly <laughs> larger topic of, of the four noble efforts or the four uh, noble exertions they're sometimes called. So I'll just name those briefly and you'll see where this fits. So there is the abandoning of unskillful qualities, unskillful qualities of character, unskillful mental habits, unskillful tendencies. And then, and those refer to tendencies, habits, uh, mental objects that have already arisen, that are already here. Abandoning is how we address those. And then there's guarding. The second noble exertion here is guarding against unskillful qualities that have not arisen. And so this, just a, a small everyday example of this would be that if you know that... <laughs> that engaging with internet trolls causes your blood pressure to rise and serves no one, you can choose to guard against the unnecessary suffering, to guard against reinforcing that tendency um, by not engaging. So th that is in, in a moment, in that moment, you are guarding your peace of mind by not engaging in something um, that you know will cause something unwholesome to arise in you. Thirdly, there is the developing, the deliberate developing of skillful qualities that have not yet arisen. So it may be that um, you are aware that it would do you some good, that you would feel freer and happier if you actually were more disciplined in certain ways. And so um, deliberately de developing the quality, the skillful habit of uh, whether it's, you know, getting up on time, whether you feel like it or not, or, um, or making phone calls to check in with people whether we feel like it or not. That is uh, something going on a lot now for people is that the less we have interaction, the less we tend to want interaction, and yet we feel so drained by our lack of interaction during this pandemic. And so developing disciplines of connecting with other people allows those skillful habits to develop that support us. If, if And that is if you don't already have that habit. And then the fourth noble exertion is the maintaining of skillful qualities, skillful habits, skillful mental objects. 
So those are the, that's the sort of the larger list. Um, and abandoning is the one that we're going to go into a little further today. Because of course, the ways of abandoning is its own list. And these I first came across in my, I think it was in my very first lesson um, assignment. In, and I cannot find the reference. If I say enough here that that somebody that hears this can call the reference to mind, I would love, I would love a reminder on where this came from. But I, in my first year of Dharmacharya training, my first lesson, um, we learned uh, and and reflected on and discussed these ways of abandoning. And so, um, the the way they show up in my notes are these four ways. I'll list them and I'll say a little more about each one. First is the abandoning by seeing. The second is abandoning by restraining. Third is abandoning by using. And fourth is abandoning by tolerating. And so, um, so going back through those, Abandoning by seeing is is maybe the one that um, that may um, sort of be the most intuitive for you when you hear it. When we see that a an action of ours, a behavior of ours, a mental gyration we're going through is causing us pain, when we really see it, when we really see how a certain quality is causing us suffering, then it feels natural to just drop it like a hot potato. Um, and so this is why there is so much attention in Buddhism on seeing what is going on, right? It's the reason why in recovery circles, there's so much attention on on writing, sort of documenting what you've experienced as a result of certain unskillful behaviors so that you can really see the suffering, you know, all on one piece of paper or all in one conversation with another person, you really see it. And it makes it uh, just, just sort of your natural sane response to drop what's burning you um, kicks into place. So that's abandoning by seeing, or an example of abandoning by seeing. And then there's abandoning by restraining. And um, <laughs> in my notes here, uh, I gave myself the example of managing not to answer a group mail with some bit of advice or criticism that no one needed or asked for. Now, this is because at that time in my life, I was in a work situation where I was copied on many more emails than I actually needed to receive. Um, it was it was the kind of thing where people would copy you on email just because it's their job to inform you of something. And sometimes just to sort of cover all their bases, people would copy me on everything <laughs> so that they wouldn't forget to copy me on something meaningful. And I learned about myself that I had this tendency to um, participate in group emails that really were not for me to participate in. 
um, it was almost like I had this, this uh, unskillful mental quality of if something passes across my screen or, you know, lands in my inbox, then I think I have to, you know, fiddle with it somehow and, uh, and get interfere and get involved or, you know, control something. And so I, um, to a large extent, I, I have not been tested on that lately, but I would say to a large extent, I made progress in that, um, in just pausing, restraining the initial impulse to give advice or criticism that hasn't been asked for and is maybe not even my place to give, um, and to just take an extra breath to deliberately save that email and come back to it a little later. And it's interesting how things like that will cool off. <laughs> the, uh, the tendency to jump in and respond to it will cool off the second or third time uh, I read it. And, would, and, and so that was one way that I have a record, uh, a documented record in my journals of working with abandoning by restraining just not doing the action. Um, and, and you might say, okay, well, how is that abandoning? Why wouldn't you call that, just call it restraining? It is abandoning by restraining because over time what happens is you release that at a deep, deep level, you release that habit, in my case, of thinking I had to respond to every little thing. So, um, so that, so that a, that a, unskillful quality is abandoned, not just an individual action being restrained, but that that unskillful quality that would give rise to those irritating, unskillful individual events. Thirdly, abandoning by using has to do with um, getting in touch with the true use of something. And so that's partly what reminded me of this, of this lesson. A couple of weeks ago now, we had a topic on this podcast about the skillful use of food um, from a Buddhist perspective. And that is what reminded me that that is one of the four ways of abandoning is really reflecting on sometimes researching if need be researching, reflecting, discussion with others, uh, contemplating the skillful use of something allows us or supports us in abandoning unskillful use. And so, for instance, in the using food for fuel to sustain the body instead of using food as a form of self-harm whether through too much of it or too little of it. Um, other examples might be uh, money. You know, someone who, who has an issue with money that, is, that brings suffering from, for them, whether it's um, gambling or whether it is um, spending more than they intended to. This is really getting in touch with how is money being used? 
how, where is it being used as a means of uh, altering the mood? And what is the skillful use in terms of just simple transaction for the requisites we need in our daily lives? And so, again, skillful use bringing about this abandoning at very deep levels of the unskillful use. So that's abandoning by using. And then there's uh, what was called abandoning by tolerating. And so this has to do with, or one aspect of this anyway, has to do with allowing ourselves to be with reality. Sometimes we just have to be with it a little bit at a time if it's too overwhelming to us in the beginning but allowing ourselves to be with reality regularly until we can do it more steadily and regularly. Um, frequent practice allows us to tolerate the reality of constant change so that we abandon the clinging, the resistance to change, the that inner sense of um, betrayal that is it's not legitimate it's a there's lots of things that are normal feelings it is normal as a human being to have a sense of resistance to change perhaps um, that doesn't make it skillful just because it's common or normal doesn't make it skillful and so our unskillful that that many of us um, have the experience of when things are changing in ways we didn't expect or in ways that we don't like, or just even in ways, even when things are changing in ways we like, but the change is happening faster than, than we had thought it would happen. There can be that sense of, of mentally trying to throw the brakes on and trying to force life to slow down and not change so fast. And that tendency creates a lot of extra friction and suffering for ourselves and for people who deal with us. So this abandoning by tolerating is really about developing a regular practice of seeing that change is normal, not only in meditation practice, which is, which will if you don't have a regular meditation practice, one thing that I can say is that it will so swiftly expedite. It just will um, exponentially increase your progress in terms of being able to tolerate uh, change, to tolerate reality of all sorts, but particularly the reality of change. Sitting with it regularly, noticing how every time you sit down, you're a different person. That's not metaphorical. That's literal. <laughs> Every time you sit down, you are in a different place. Every time you get up from a meditation session, your mind is different than the mind you sat down with, right? Seeing that again and again and again and again at very, very deep levels starts to loosen that grip on wanting things to stay the same. And you know, the more that we can can do that, the more we have a sense of flowing in harmony with life 
instead of um, instead of just miserably fighting against it. I um, when I was in my early twenties, there was a period in my life um, that I would experience. I was um, a sort of a beginner on my uh, path, or at least in this lifetime, a beginner on my path was a senior in college and was badly needing to let go of a particular situation. And just as I would close my eyes at night, just when I was almost asleep, I would have this recurring image of, um, of me at the edge of a rushing river. And I was hanging on to a vine or root that was at the edge. And I was getting the very hell beat out of me by the rushing waters that were just banging me against the uh, the land at the edge against the bank of the river because I would not let go. And this went on for months. I could, I could really feel and see that, um, that this hanging on was causing the suffering and yet I was powerless to, to let go. And then as, I, but I continued to see the reality of that, continued to, um, to work on facing this reality gradually the image began to change and I began to be able to see that if I would let go, I, I, I might go, go under it first, just as I feared that at first I might sort of get sucked under with the power of the current. Um, there might be some grief for a while, but also I could see in this recurring image that if I would relax I would rise to the surface in the middle of the current and be carried to more peaceful waters. Um, it still today brings me great solace. And here I am, you know, decades later. But it, that particular, that remembering that particular series of images, um, it, I just experienced, frankly, as, um, as such a, a bit of grace of, that that comes with trying to see things as they actually are and so um you know tolerating um, what is hard to tolerate sometimes uh, becomes a way of of uh, abandoning something unskillful and of course the reason that we need um each other um that we need fellowship in our spiritual growth the reason we need sangha um the reason we need wise friends that are also trying to, to live and, and work um, a spiritual practice is because we sometimes need help in getting clear about which form of abandoning is appropriate, right? There are some situations where tolerating them only increases our clinging. There are some situations where restraining um, doesn't reduce clinging, restraining just becomes a form of trying to control. So these, you know, we can know these tools that the Dharma offers us, but it requires community to help us um, apprentice in learning which tools to use then before we have a sense of real mastery with these. So let's just sit with that for a minute.
Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Deep South Dharma Podcast. We hope you'll feel welcome to share this with anyone you think would find it useful. And as always, feel free to message us your feedback, questions, or topics of interest. Until we meet again, take good care of this body, mind, and heart.